we are back in the football shed. Uh, my name's John Hewitt and Jeff King's here. G'day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. Uh, welcome to the football shed. We're here every week and if you're new listening to us, um, there's three of us, we chat football each week. We don't get to watch all the games because we're in Melbourne, Australia and it's fucking knackering watching them all. But we try and talk about football stuff and things. Um, we call it the football shed because we record it in Jeff's shed. Um, it's a very beautiful shed. The pictures of it on the internet in various places um, and you can get in contact with us by emailing us footballshedpodcast at gmail.com or if you search football shed on social media find us on iTunes talk to us and we can talk about football have we got a website? no nah <laughs> you know that alright well in the, in the, in the we future web- we'll have it a website it sounded really good when John was doing <laughs> it like oh we've got a website no, no. Okay. Um, if on. there's anyone listening who wants to build us a website <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at footballshedpodcast we'll gang in for a bit of sponsorship too come yeah, on sorry. come on um, but yeah every week we start with a question um, to see who goes first with their uh, things they want to talk about this week is Jeff not going to go first by default this week why what happens well just because you're used to being royalty still. And yeah, like Jeff just got back from a uh, hard-working junket in India. Um, he has reverted to drinking champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I did notice that. Uh, Miss, Mr. King, please. <laughs> Mr. King. Mr. King. And I, I permit you to nod your head in my presence. <laughs> well, Mr. King and uh, Rog, <laughs> how many points did Man City win the league by last year? Uh, May 19. 19. So... The oh, reason I said me like it's <laughs> like it's like it's <laughs> me, 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 sir, me. Brush you get in first. Now the reason I wanted to bring this up because it's been pissing me off this week. Oh, that wasn't the actual question. No, that is the question. Oh, all right. So you won, but I had a side point on this because okay. it's been pissing me off. Um, I feel like you've just used me now to like segue into your point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have. Okay. Um, but the amount of people, um, experts, um, podcasts, or whatever, have been talking about our the gap between Man City and Liverpool being 25 points last year and oh it's too much to make up no one can make up 25 points it's too much that was last year and Man City got 100 points which has happened once in the history of the Premier League it assumes they're going to get 100 points all the time it's like well you've got to beat the team that gets 100 points and and no Mm. one's backed it up in 10 years so it's not like why it's not making up 25 points because yeah, Man City, it's not real that's yeah, not a real thing yeah. they're probably going to get 90 can you give me an example of a pundit that's been saying that would annoy me too oh I can't think of it yeah, yeah, there are lots of them it's on, been on BBC on SBS on everywhere whilst we're getting things off our chest another thing <laughs> another thing that's been doing well, you get your soapbox um is there when I've been hearing a lot of talk about you know Liverpool versus Manchester City, and fair enough because they are two of the most exciting teams in the league. After one and week, oh, of course, after yeah. one week, <laughs> and they're talking about you know okay, well you know Liverpool play a counter-attacking type of football that likes to stretch teams, but Man United, Man City try and keep the ball. Like they've only got to play each other twice. <laughs> they don't have to play each other thirty-eight times, and yes. the winner wins the league. That's not how it works. Yeah. They've got to play each other twice. It's who beats the shit teams that wins the league. Yeah. So it's who has the bigger capability of beating all the rubbish all teams. The, everyone, yeah. yeah. No, I, and I, yeah, it's just been winding me up that people have decided that Man City have got 100 points already. <laughs> it's done. It's not done. And some fairly big news overnight with De Bruyne, oh, which might have Bruyne's an impact injured. on, on yeah. that. I mean, three, they're talking about three months, potentially. And which apparently it's a knee big. that he's injured before. Um, so if he's out with the same knee, it could be worse. And um, three months would be significant. Like I know they've got some, they've got a good squad, and Bernardo oh, Silva started well. But that's he is he is such a good player. But they just roll out Mares. They're fine. They are fine. That's the thing, and that's the problem with Manchester City is that it doesn't matter. It it would matter if they all died in a bus crash. But it doesn't matter if one of them breaks their knee. Did you spend a lot of time with buses in India? Yeah, lots of, lots of bus crashes. But do, do, I mean, do you know what I mean? If they well, all, but they I, all I think died. if there was if there was one player that they really don't want to get injured, it's De Bruyne. Because like even at the weekend, I think they they brought him on. They wouldn't have brought him on if they were tuning up and cruising. They brought him on because they were lacking a bit of creativity. And I think he he makes City play better more than any other of their players. Yeah, does. but I think Mares was knackered. Is it? They, yeah. they like, and I just don't think that. Yes, he's amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to stumble over this. Yes, he's amazing. They're different players. But if, if he's a hundred percent player. They've got a bunch of ninety-eight percent players who are excellent. And do you reckon it means Phil Foden gets a run in the team? 
no, I, no, I don't. I oh, think. Um, come on, Rog. Where's, well, where's, I'd, where's, 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 I'd love it if it did. Well, a I think week ago, um, you were all positive about England and the World Cup. It's and gone already. And, no, 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 it hasn't. I just think um, you're going to choose a German, aren't you? Da- David Silva or Gundogan, yeah, will probably yeah. come in. And I mean, we forget David Silva hasn't played a game yet. And yeah. I think he'll. There's only been one game. I, I think <laughs> Mares and De Bruyne are different players, and I, I think one of the issues, Mares sort of. Mares, sorry, have you started saying Mares? Mares, is that a thing? Mares, whatever the hell you want to say. Mares. Um, He sort of he cuts in on his left foot from the right. He's generally going to play on the right, and he sort of slows it down a bit. Whereas last year, when they had um, Sane and Sterling, it was all pace. It was all well, interesting because he played Sterling on the left. Do you know? I I know we're getting really sidetracked here, but Sterling's goal. Yes. um, Why does he never do that for England? I'm um, like he just he hit the ball well <laughs> with a, with a shot and it was like he didn't overthink it he just had a shot and I was like oh that's a good goal like it wasn't an, an amazing goal it was a pretty good goal and I'm like he never if he, if he was in that situation for England he'd try and slip through some little through ball or do, just... do you know that Raheem Sterling is in the top twenty all time goal scoring midfielders in the Premier League wow. And he's only Already. 23 years That's old. That's amazing. Wow. He's that so good. good for Manchester City. And, he, and don't get me wrong, he's good for England, but I just, he overthinks it. Why, why does that... Do you think... Well, no, I, my theory on why he scored that goal for Man City and didn't score like that for England in the World Cup is that he was he's playing wide midfield, fundamentally, for Man City, whereas for England he was playing up front. So he's getting the ball much further up the field. So he's not given that chance to just run at a player and um, take someone on and shoot. It was at times, and he yeah. generally made the... Like We're not just talking about the World Cup either. Yeah. We're talking about three goals in 50... Odd games. 50 odd games. Like that's, He's a better player. Yeah. I, I, I agree with John. I think the goal for Manchester City this weekend, he came from deep, he took players on, and he had a run into a square shot outside yeah. the area. And and that gave him a chance to, to think. And... And usually, and I'm going to contradict myself think. because usually when he thinks he fucks yeah. it up, yeah. usually usually when he just yeah. like pokes a little little leg yeah. at it, he's like <laughs> he nails it, tapping. But yeah, but yeah. he actually had chance to think, pick his spot, and he wellied it. They both got us. Um, Bernardo Silva's goal was really good too. I yeah. thought. Do you think Aguero is going to get dropped for the next game? No, no, no. but there's no. You just don't know. I think they'll get rotated, him and Jesus. You know, I ask because there was that moment in the second half where Aguero was, was in and there was a ball that he could have played to the right. To, I can't remember who was overlapping. That was the perfect pass yeah. and he didn't take it. He took a shot and it hit the side netting. And I thought, oh, you don't get away with that in Guardiola's team. Because yeah. Guardiola wants you to pass it to the back of the net and he had the opportunity to do so, but he took a shot. And I thought, that is the reason why even though he's one of the best strikers the Premier League's seen, in my opinion, yeah. Yeah, agree, even yeah. though he is that calibre and that class, he's still not favourite for Guardiola because of decisions like that. But I don't think Jesus is ready to be that player either. So I, like, if you've no. got Jesus or Aguero, you're going to play Aguero. And I think Aguero's um, played a little bit less than Jesus at the World Cup. Did he? Not much, but yeah. I just—he looked sharp. Like got those two goals in the charity shield. You'd, you'd, you know, if you were going to back one of them to lead the line and um, take a chance if they get it, it'd still go Aguero. I think day. he's going to get dropped next game. That's my. I wish I could put my that would be my bet of the week. That he gets dropped, but they don't, there's no there's no book on it. You, you can't can do call them up. Oh, you think I can call them up? Yeah. Okay. You bet on anything. You just got to call them up. Yeah, I'll call them up. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, Roger, you won the uh, quiz. Yeah. Um, because you shouted me first. <laughs> me, 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 me. Uh, Is there anything you'd particularly like to talk about this week? Uh, well, maybe we watched. I watched a game with you, John, yeah. on Saturday. Although you were a bit uh, sleep deprived, so you were, having got up, yeah, at five a.m. to watch to watch the other Leicester. game. <laughs> um, but we watched Spurs in Newcastle, um, and then I also watched a bit of uh, Palace and Fulham. Yeah. I, by channel flick between a few games, yeah. uh, which is one of the luxuries of living in in Australia. But um, I thought Spurs looked a bit lethargic, particularly second half. Yeah. Um, Newcastle looked better than I thought. Yeah, they had something about um, them. Like, the, they looked like they could create. I thought um, it was weird that New. So Spurs scored two in the first half. They were they two nil up, weren't they? 
no, it went in, what, didn't it go one all? Oh yeah, no, so Vertonghen scored and then Josselu equalised. Yeah. Um, who's possibly the worst striker the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he gets a job but good on him um, Shane Long oh yeah god Shane Long's the worst <laughs> he's very much the worst but um, yeah Spurs looked pretty comfortable in the first half but then Matt Ritchie played pretty well for Newcastle and looked like he was making things happen and he set up the goal for Josselu and then Benitez took him off in the second half oh and, I don't think Tay looked like a spade in a bag of clowns. What? <laughs> Mutu. Was that his name? The Japanese, the Japanese guy. Oh, he looked so horrible. Oh, really? So horrible. <laughs> just like, it's not even blood rushing to his head. He's full of blood. He's just like endlessly full of blood. He gets the ball, doesn't look up, looks at his own feet, and just hits it just as hard as he can in any direction. 10 million. Yeah. yeah. Ten I think he'd be all right. But they, yeah, they brought him on for Richie, and Richie had a proper strop when he came off did you see that not surprised he knows Mutu's coming on he's like you're fucking um, kidding me there's been lots of uh, talk about it because apparently he looks a lot like Gordon Ramsay yeah Uh, and so someone's like done a you know meme or whatever a meme a meme or a you know someone's put Gordon Ramsay's face on or dubbed over the top of Matt Ritchie's rant but I, I thought <laughs> and the, who was playing wide left Kennedy um, yeah he was good from Chelsea I thought the two of them and I was surprised I thought they really caused Spurs problem at set pieces and when they got the ball wide and, um, quickly what's the Spurs right back um uh, French guy, I can't remember his name, who basically is a liability. Can't I was going to say Asu Okoto. Then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Time a um, but yeah. He, he can't defend for crap. Brilliant he, cross, though. Yes. He can attack and go forward fine, but he can't actually defend. So they. But also, I think Spurs got a win there away from home. First day of the season. They played Harry Kane, they played Deli Alley, who've. Had they went to training on Monday and yeah. played on Saturday? Um, Ericsson, looks you just want tired. to get the win. Like, yeah. I think they just went, we're 2 1 up, we'll just hold on, just hold on. Yeah, so. second half was pretty woeful, yeah. but the Newcastle should have made the most of it then. I know they had chances too, yeah. I, I, I think Newcastle should have got a draw from that. But talking of games we've watched, I watched the main night Leicester game. Here we go. No, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to start the season as I mean to go on, but I probably will. Um, so Man United get a penalty in the first three minutes. Um, Pogba scores. Pogba's run up. What was that? So I, I'm not the best sleeper in the world. So I wake up at 4.15 in the morning on Saturday and just like, oh, this is annoying. And then went, oh, football's on. Brilliant. So I watched the whole build up to the game because I'm awake. And Phil Neville is um, on the pitch side um, doing the commentating for the Optus Sport thing. And he stood there and he's just like, I've been at... Old Trafford for years and years and years as a player, as a fan, as whatever. On opening days of the season, this is the flattest I've ever seen the crowd. Like, there's no singing, there's no enthusiasm, wow. there's no. He like, said that on telly. He said that on the telly. He was just like, there isn't that feeling of like, oh, it's the start of the season, everyone get excited, and who's our new signings, and oh, we're going to be watching great football. It was just flat, and it was just people going, I'm paying sixty pounds to watch a team play boring football, and I don't know why I'm here. And uh, so it started with that atmosphere. They get a penalty in the first three minutes. Pogba's run. I had a nap between between <laughs> when he started and finished. Yes. It took forever. But he puts it away. Great but, kick in the end yeah, when he yeah. finally got there. Great Isn't that illegal? I don't mean like he's going to get arrested, but against the rules of the game to do that. No, as moving. long as you don't stall. So because he kept his one continuous motion, it's allowed. What a ninny. Yeah, is you can you can take the run <laughs> You know, he's a ninny, ninny. You can take the run up from the halfway line if you want and just take ages. Oh, I'd love oh. it. <laughs> remember when Zaza? Do you remember Zaza? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Running on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, Barney Rubble or something. Yeah. <laughs> and um but yeah, so may not go one nil up in three minutes. And then about two minutes later, five minutes in, <coughs> the ball goes to the Leicester centre back and they pass it out to the full back and you can just see the Man United team run back to the halfway line and you can just see Alexis Sanchez go oh no I'm not going to chase that I'm going to run back to the halfway line and Matter on the other side runs back to the halfway line and they just stood there and they did that for the rest of the game it was awful like they just defended they just went oh we'll 1-0 up we'll just sit on that thanks is it, it is sometimes difficult in a game <clears throat> 
if you get an early goal. Yeah. As a but big, when you're Man United at home, team, we yeah, I, I'm just trying to you know play devil's advocate. But it is first... sometimes you know your that is your natural inclination because it's so early in the game that you're almost your you know the way you want to play kind of goes out the window a bit. But there was there was an energy to the Man United in the first five minutes. You were like, oh, actually, they look quite good and they look like they're playing well. Pogba was strutting about and looking really good. And then as soon as they scored, you could tell there was someone. Jose Mourinho's Put told the handbrake them, on. said, as soon as you get a goal up, when we haven't got the ball, we get behind the halfway line and we sit there and we wait and we play on the counter-attack. Goal, goal of the game, Jamie Vardy. Oh, what a goal. <laughs> how, like, in all honesty, how do you get his little head on that? Like, how do you even know it's coming back? He's, but he's a great and header. And it was like a flush header. Too. Yeah, it was a perfect yeah. header. Like, it's the caffeine, isn't it? It's the caffeine. He's on the caffeine, but it's outrageous. I, like when I first saw it, I thought, "Oh, it's an accident." And I'm like, oh, no, actually, no, he meant that. Quite a good. Finish. He's got the the poise of a kitten. Reaction, <laughs> very good reaction time. Great reaction time. But yeah, they were the two main games I watched this weekend, and Leicester were actually okay. Jeff's um, shout for James Madison being breakout player of the year. He was pretty good. He did look pretty yeah, good. Yeah, first yeah. half especially, he got tired. Um, do you know someone who's really good is Wilfred Ndidi he's really good for Leicester he was just covers the whole pitch um, and I thought he was excellent but, but I, I, I liked the um, I think the thing with Madison as well was he you know he's come up from the championship with big big price tag um, there's going to be a bit of focus on him but he didn't he's at Old Trafford first game he wanted to get on the ball and be involved and I, I really like that because as a young player you know like it's it's pretty daunting for that to be your first game up in the Premier League mm. and there's you know you you mm. basically replaced Mares and yeah. um, you know there's a lot of pressure on him to to be the creative player for Leicester and I, I thought I mean it, it would have been great if he would have got a goal but he he looked he looked great yeah. in fact Leicester looked really good I've got to say that they should be uh, quite buoyed by that. Yeah, it's still Leicester. a loss, but it's yeah. good. Um, one other thing on Leicester, um, Harry Maguire obviously played, but they had a corner and they did the England love train. Did and, they? And no. It's exactly like, you know when you're at school and then you went away for the summer holidays and you hung out with your big brother and you learned, <laughs> learned the cool trick <laughs> and you came back to school and you're like, oh, over the summer holidays I did this on my skateboard. Because yeah, Marty would be there too. He'd be like, yeah, look at the love train going. And then they did exactly the same routine. Nice. It didn't work, but I just love the fact they that they are went, quite like oh, that. we've copied it, we'll do that. Interesting. I think they're both, um, they're still the favourite managers for the sack race. Yeah, Puel and Mourinho. I feel so sorry for for Puel if... um, I mean, he is Puel. Yeah, he is. But I would feel sorry for him if he got the sack first when Mourinho's that that deserved. I watched quite a lot of football when I was in India because they got a whole channel. They got a whole football channel. It's got loads of classic games. Like, Do you know that in the morning at 6 o'clock between 6 and 9 in India, you can watch A-League highlights? <laughs> Every day, I watched oh, replays wow. of A League games from like 2014, 2016, wow. all the 2000s. Have, surely you had something better to do. Well, than... I was I was up, you know. <laughs> so I might as well watch Melbourne City beat bloody Brisbane on yeah. Indian TV. Did they have um, North Queensland Fury? No, I didn't see any Robbie Fowler. <laughs> that Robbie Fowler. <laughs> yeah. um, so, but so I watched a lot of football. So I, I've got a couple of things that I wanted to bring up. Yeah, go on. So when um, Newcastle play at home to Cardiff this year, yes, it will say "new car" in the top corner of the screen. <laughs> it will. Car, car, new. It is this weekend. Oh, it's new car. Did you see that um, when? <laughs> On that, you know, Wolves play. I know Evan. that was my second point, John. <laughs> when you clicked on the TV thing, it said Live Wolves versus Everton. Versus Everton. So, yeah, yeah my money's on the Live Wolves. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? Uh, well, no. Um, I I got in a bit of a research hole because I saw an Arsenal team play from 2012. Again, there's a channel that plays just football. Yeah. Now we take the Premier League for granted right now. Yeah. So Arsenal finished top four for the last. 77 years yeah. approximately, approximately. Yeah. <laughs> and they managed to finish top four with some pretty atrocious sides oh, yeah. so again when I say we take it for granted there are some great teams in the Premier League it used to be top four yeah. that's what it used to be it used to be top four every year and we were whinging 15 years ago about how stale it was yeah. just to finish in the top four you know Everton and Aston Villa were finishing fifth every year yeah. so there were some, there were some crummy, crummy teams in that league 
I just want to read out the starting lineup of an Arsenal team that finished in the top four in 2012. Oh, go on. Are, are you ready? <laughs> just trying to think. Is it Gilles Grimondi might be in Right. There? Flappy Hansky was in goal. Yep. West Ham goalie now. Now, future West Ham hero, Flappy yeah. Hansky. Um, four at the back. They played 4-4-2 this day. Dejuru, Koscielny, Mikel and Skrilacci. Skrilacci. Wow. Midfield. Ben Ayun, Coquelin, Frimpong and Chamberlain. Oh, that's a bad <laughs> that, is a, that is an awful Up win. front, Shamak. Oh, wow. And Ju Young Park. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's an awful team. They wow. finished in the top four. Yeah, but I don't think that team would have played very often. Who were they playing against? I don't know. Because I'm going to say, I didn't watch the full game. I just got into a bit of a research oh, hole okay. after yeah. I saw Who it. Who were they playing? I don't know. This is I've got this on the internet, Rog. I didn't watch the game. I just got the, t- I just got the line-up. Um, right. That's horrible. That's a horrible side that finished in the top yeah. four. But so, I reckon that's a Carling Cup team. Like twenty, it wasn't twenty twelve. Their unbeaten year. No, no, no. Two thousand and five. Oh, two thousand four. Yeah. What was? What? Who else did twenty twelve? Is that before Van Persie day? No, it was when the Mayans said that the world was going to end. <laughs> yes. They probably were because they were watching Arsenal. Did, did, did Van Persie? Uh... Van Persie left around then. Yeah, because he came to Man United for two years, and then we won. How was that for a front two? Shamak and Ju Young Park. So rubbish. He yeah. was the worst yeah. player ever. And worst player and, and worst haircut. Had the worst haircut yeah. ever. Um, did you watch any uh, live Yeah, games? have you got any actual <laughs> 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 like, 2012? I did, I did. Um, I watched the Everton game. Obviously watched the Everton game. Well, that, uh, the highlights, from the highlights, that looked exciting. It was, was really it exciting, exciting yeah. 1-0 um, yeah. up, Charleston just toe-poked it in from a great ball, which is fine. 1-0 up was great. And then, a mo- not even a moment of madness. It's... The interesting thing about the the goal that never scored, the free kick. So if you've not seen the highlights, scored a wonder free kick because Jags got sent off. Was Jags sent off because... Was it an old man slow challenge? Or? No, it's typical, right? So um, actually in India, there's some pretty good football coverage. Yeah. And there there was a feature where a referee, an ex-referee, ex-Premier League referee, I can't remember his name, yeah. was interviewed about certain decisions for the week to see what was being told. So oh, nice. Jags was passed the ball from left back, had a poor touch, yeah. bit of a heavy touch. Um a bit of a heavy touch. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of a heavy touch. Uh, so wasn't in control of the ball. So instantly went to get back, so dived in. Now, he won the ball, but he went through the ankle of the player. What do you think? What was your... It's, a, send, it's a sending off. Yeah. I think it's a sending off because even though it wouldn't have been a sending off he's five years in, ago, he? he's dived in, it's reckless. And so what the referee said as an analysis to this is that as soon as you see a, a senior pro take a heavy touch like that, be alert. Because something is about to happen. Because even if you're a composed senior player, you're still going to want to do everything you possibly can to amend your mistake. So no matter how mature you are, you're still going to do what Jags did. Doesn't mean, the referee said doesn't mean there's always going to be a sending off. It just says if you see a heavy touch, yeah. be super alert to the next phase of play that happens. Which means that the ref was ready for Jags to do yeah. that, paying close attention. Now he got the ball, that's what he's saying. So it's a soft yeah. red, but it's a red. There's nothing you can do about yeah. it. It's one of those ones where you, you sort of feel for him a bit because it looks way, way worse in slow motion. Of course, And yeah. after, you know, everyone's been playing and he basically goes straight on the guy's ankle. Like his leading foot, like yes, it got the ball, but it didn't really touch the so ground. So 10 years it ago, was, it wouldn't have been, that would, no, would have barely no. been a yellow. There's a couple of, I think, uh, maybe I was watching it on Match of the Day and Ian Wright um, thought he was unlucky because he got the ball. Yes, it was a bad challenge, but he thought yellow, but you can see the red. I mean, there's nothing malicious in it. No, but he's not it, being a dickhead. But it is, pan, yeah. it is an ankle breaker. Yeah. But the, he's not what was control. interesting was that, um, for anyone who's seen it so the challenge took happened about 10 yards outside the penalty area by the time Neves took the free kick it was about 2 yards out the penalty yeah, area yeah. did you see that? really so sneaky so Jao Moutinho went over to him and he was saying over the ball whispered in his ear and then he started like nibbling the ball forwards yeah. so when the ref was dealing with the, the sending off he took it about 8 yards closer yeah. and then scored from the free kick so suddenly it's one all Everton are down to 10 men 
But Rog then, is a surprise player of the year, Ruben Neves. Neves was excellent. Very good. Is he 21? Is, uh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. His assist for the second goal was pinpoint yeah, two. I don't think that Michael Keane could have been in a better position. I think yeah. he, he was defending excellently. Yeah. He was he was like less than a foot away from the man, and yet still the ball was so perfect. There's nothing that he could have we, done. We talked about crosses in the Spurs. I think that cross or ball from yeah. Neves and all three crosses in the Spurs, Spurs game, game like yeah. it's almost as good as watching a great strike yeah. when you see a ball like when that it's that name. good but I've got to say goal of the game and not even from my blue tinted was Richarlison's second goal it was good it was, good. It it was, was very Thierry Henry it was he's taking yeah. it early he's taking it early yeah. and it's like he does it for fun it was like yeah. it was like he could do that all day every day it was so casual the way he passed it passed the defender passed the goalkeeper into the bottom opposite corner curling inwards and he just it was such a casual shot it was brilliant it's very absolutely brilliant you're right um, two questions one is Pickford too short and should he have saved the free kick he should have saved the free kick not because he's too short because he took a step in the wrong direction went before he didn't kicked trust it. his wall yeah yeah. Um, and is Richarlison worth money now is it all over here's an interesting <laughs> <laughs> after one game after here, one here's game. an interesting thing uh, Michael Branched Branched yes. Uh, Brant oh, see, I, I promise not to, do, not to do accents on the ship <laughs> Michael Brands yeah I don't know how his name is pronounced Branched yeah. Bra- is it Branch? Branched wouldn't it be yeah. Brant yeah Dutch would be Branch he's Dutch Branched Michael Branch, the Everton director of football who obviously authorised the the purchase did a few interviews this week and he came out and he said Richardson was overpriced Mm. I saw that but he also said that because of the the relationship with Watford they had to kind of just go they had to pay it we'll just Um, pay it but then also he said that they so Mashuri so the owner of Mm. Everton Football Club the manager Marco Silva and Michael Branch they all agreed (laughs) that he was the player that they wanted so they were willing to pay over the odds and they say in today's market, he's probably going to be worth that because of his age, which means that if they flog him on in a few years and he does well, it's it's okay, but it's more yeah. than they wanted to pay. Yeah. It was also interesting in that same interview, we were talking about Yeri Mina. Mina th- yeah, I, I, um, that won me over a bit because I still think like he could Yeri be rubbish. Yes, yeah, so yeah. he said in the interview, he goes, oh, we were, um, he goes, him and Marco Silva and uh, Mishuri were watching the England-Columbia game yeah. together, like yeah. little <laughs> mates hanging out, eating some Pringles. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Are they sponsored by Pringles? No, but no, they're, they're smaller these days, Pringles. Yeah, I bought some the yeah, other day. It's really it's disappointing. It's like kids these days won't know what a Pringle is. They'll no. just think it's small. It, used to, it should be like when you put the Pringle in your mouth, it kind of cuts your mouth. Yeah. And now it doesn't do that. No, it doesn't at all, yeah. yeah. You've got a small mouth Pringle. Um, <laughs> so they were having some Pringles yeah. and chatting about football, watching the England Columbia game. And when he scored in the last minute, branched said... He said, oh, shit. <laughs> this is the, what he says in the interview. He goes, he's scored now. And not only has he scored, he scored against fucking England. <laughs> so they're like, we're not going to game. Yeah. Um, and he also, I really tell all in- interview. It's really interesting. Who's the other bloke that Everton loaned from Barcelona? Oh, Ding... Ding. Oh, no, Gomez. Gomez. Andre Gomez. So supposedly, Brands had approached Barcelona about buying Gomez earlier yeah. in the summer. And they said, uh, basically, couldn't afford him. Just yeah. said, can't afford him. And then he got injured. He pulled his hammy. And then suddenly they went back and said, oh, how about us buying Gomez? And then they offered on loan. So on the last day of the window, it felt like it was kind of a last minute. Oh, you've offered this bloke in bargain basement supermarket sweep. But... He said they wanted him before but couldn't afford him. As soon well, as he got the same, injured, um, the same with Mina, which is why I gave Evan a little bit more credit than I have previously because I thought it smacked of a panic buy of someone that had had a good World Cup mm. and they've gone after him and he's way overpriced. But apparently, Everton wanted him and actually put a bid in for him at the start, very start of the window. Yeah. Okay. But Barcelona said we think that's a bit unders because yeah. he's had a good World Cup. We're gonna wait until the end of the window and if we don't get a better offer you can have him so yeah, okay. rather than it actually being a massive panic by Everton they'd actually gone in early with that amount. with a, a top amount they wanted to pay and then at the end of the window they got him for that so from I sort of went from a position of being quite critical of them I still think it's too much for him but it, it it's a bit you know a bit more organised than I thought he even said we, we could have got him for five million he said if we'd have paid five million more we'd have had him earlier but we decided this is what he was worth. Is this all just great PR? 
Well, you can't make that up, can you? Yeah, of course you can. You can make anything up. Well, well, well you wouldn't you know. make up that you're eating Pringles. That would just, <laughs> it would be a bit... I just feel like that would be a bit pointless. Well, I don't know, but it's just because it makes you all go, oh, yeah, Everton doing well. If he's well. made it up, then he's just a knob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, super interesting, but I, I tell you, that Richarlison goal made me jizz in my kumquat. <laughs> Good, good, good it was. I, you're right. I I hadn't thought about the Henri comparison though. It was a very. And, and when you goal. when I think about it now, like if you had to pick someone, yeah, like the whole he's opening up his body, taking it attributes as Henri. He's big. He's strong. He's tall. Yeah. Well, and Henri wasn't a prolific goal scorer to start. So if, bold. If Richarlison yeah. ends up anywhere near French. Henri, you'll be a happy man. <laughs> Richarlison's definitely not French. No, I was talking about Pringles. They're French. <laughs> They're not French. They're Dutch. Pringles. <laughs> Pringles. <laughs> We're talking of other promoted teams. So Wolves obviously drew with Everton. Um, but And they'll be, uh, I think, sorry, just... Yeah, go on. Uh, Wolves look good. I only what, I've watched Match of the Day, yeah. which was, I was really excited to watch Match of the Day. But um, I think that they will be there or thereabouts with Everton in that next tier below the top six I did think half of that game them drawing two all I was like have we just watched seventh and eighth in the league yeah like, and they look maybe centre back I'm not so defensively but they, they've got some serious quality there. I thought an away point at Wolves isn't that bad a point yeah and that says it all really and we like it's so early in the season we don't know yet but I think six months in you'll probably go oh yeah that was actually quite a good point are you going to talk about West Ham Liverpool yeah, sure. Uh, didn't you want to talk about the promoted I was going to talk about the promoted Oh, sorry, go on. Um, I was just going to mention that um, Fulham did okay, but actually lost to Palace. Yeah, so I, did you watch any of that or not? I watched a little bit and then fell asleep. I watched the I watched 60 Minutes and... The show on Channel 10? <laughs> never. <laughs> never, ever, ever. It is one of the worst things you could do in life. Is it on Channel 7? <laughs> uh, nine, they're all the same, aren't they? Uh, but... Uh, I really enjoyed it. Like I, I like Fulham because I like the their, show on Channel Ten. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and I like. I watched them a bit last year, and they played really good football. And they played the same way that they played in the Championship. Yeah, um, which is good. And Seri looked good. Yeah. Their new big money signing, like he was busy. Paul they Michael passed Seri. the ball really well. I thought um, uh, Joe Bryan, who was the main reason I was watching X. Ex- Bristol City. Uh, Tom Kenny so was, was excellent. Excited. Uh, Tom, Tom Kenny looked really good. My shout for yeah. a surprise player of the year. Um, no, I, 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 you were on the money. I thought he looked really yeah. good. Um, like definitely looked of Premier League quality. Wasn't too much of a step yeah. up. Uh, the Palace right back who's been getting absolute rave Van reviews all week. Beaker Van Becker or was, yeah 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 because um, he was up against Sessegnon and he kind of blanketed him. So Sessegnon it was anyone that's a bit disappointing. It was probably probably Sessegnon mm. but essentially Fulham played really well really nice football didn't create too many really clear cut chances but had like you know lots of had a few shots um, a few situations but Palace just defended and then basically on the break just went bang bang and good ball to Zaha and, yeah. yeah but did you see that thing I sent you on um Tompkins and um, Sacco. Sacco. They've never lost the game together. Well, uh, I think 11, 11 games they've started together, yeah, for Palace, okay. and they haven't lost. Yeah. Wow. So, so. I, and they just, I, you know, your Palace are your tip for, for doing, for doing well, and I put yet. them to go down, and then Zaha didn't go. And He's not signed a new deal now. The, the, yeah, and that was 130 grand a week or something, but it. The way it was written, he has now become their most expensive player, uh, most highest paid player, which suggests he wasn't before. Mm. Benteke. Benteke? Benteke's on a huge amount. Benteke's rubbish. I think ben, no, Benteke's an underrated striker. He's just had a shit year. That doesn't score goals. <laughs> doesn't score goals. <laughs> Give him time, he's going to come good. He's like the true Harry Kane. I, I do think that game was a bit of a wake-up call for Fulham. Like, you can play really well, but in the Premier League it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I, I think they'll both be fine. Like, I think yeah. Fulham, maybe, I'm not convinced on Mitrovic. But I, I mean, I feel a bit nervous about my Palace tip now because I still think they're an injury away from being in the dirge. Yeah, they but lose they looked well drilled, and they've got a, you know, a player in Zaha that can yeah. worry any team in the league. The they're, only problem with Palace, their goalkeeper is Wayne Hennessy, and he's crap. He's so awful. They did sign a keeper though. 
Well, they should play him. He's <laughs> <laughs> obviously better. And than they, they talked about him. Uh, there was lots of talk him having a really good game, and I was like, well, he made like three saves that you would expect a keeper to save, a goalkeeper to save. But it is Wayne Hennessy, so maybe he had a good yeah, game because yeah, so. he did what was expected of him. I, I think Palace are really good, and I obviously I tipped them to do better than expected this year. It's yeah. it's solely because of the way they're coached as a team, and I yeah. think that you can be really exciting and you can you can play great football, but going against such a well-oiled unit, you've got to be immaculate. Yeah, no, I think they're really good. They'll be, they'll beat the teams below them at home, and that'll probably get them enough points to. Stay up. To quickly touch on the last promoted team, Cardiff lost against Bournemouth. I hate Bournemouth. Don't give a shit. Cardiff looks shit. Cardiff are down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Cardiff fans. They just they you know I think they just lack quality. Because Bournemouth looks shit, and they still want. They want to know. Yeah, uh, yeah look, Bournemouth didn't look troubled defensively. No, that is just, a real worry. Yeah, it was just a nonsense. And, and when Huddersfield came up, and and Huddersfield were bang on to go back down last year, there was. You know they were shit, but they were the way they played was full yeah, of was heart and pa- yeah, you know yeah. all of the soft skills yeah. in a football team: yeah. heart and passion and yeah. discipline. And- <laughs> yeah. But actually, Cardiff didn't show any of that. No. Cardiff would just oh, crap. No, Cardiff will do that under Warnock. They'll be spiky, and I think at home they'll be difficult to beat. But they just don't have enough quality to stay up. No. Warnock um, is a clown. <laughs> he is, he is an absolute clown. <laughs> <laughs> and he's it, great it's news great, though it's great that he's back but what a clown um, but Liverpool <laughs> did smash um, talking of clowns West Ham I've got a stat about this game oh, have you spoke oh. to your West Ham uh, your inside your man inside West Ham. I did yeah he was expecting a 3-1 defeat so this, <laughs> this, is, a, this is a bit worse than, than it's t- what did we say but, tough start of the year for West before Ham before your stat um, so West Ham managed by Pellegrini yeah, yeah. They're going to get you. Wanted, you really wanted to say Pellegrino, Pellegrino the yeah, water, yeah. the water. Yeah, Pellegrini, um, who won the league with Man City. Great, well done. Um, anyone can manage a team. The with, engineer, is that what they call it? Yeah, with loads of really expensive players. But they played against Liverpool, and they played the highest defensive line I've seen oh, in it's, years. It's outrageous against yeah. Liverpool. Against Liverpool, <laughs> the fastest team around, and. Their defence is so slow and ploddy. Was Zabaleta playing? Uh, no, I don't Age think it was. Age 45. Yeah. No, and it was just like... That does seem bizarre. It's just yeah. like, have you not done any research? Did they change it up? Like when? No, no, they, no. no it, was, they, it, it was relentless. <laughs> it was really relentless. So they kept bashing their head <laughs> yeah, against yeah, the yeah, wall. I watched yeah. the majority of that game. Yeah. And, uh, do you know, it was one of those games where you feel like it's going to be a cricket score. Yeah. Like, it just kept happening. There were just waves and waves of players. And when Sturridge came on and scored with his first touch, yeah. I was actually fist-pumping. I can't believe I was fist-pumping <laughs> the Liverpool game. So I was just like, come on, just Sturridge. keep coming. Like, just, it was like, this is great. This is like watching... This is Someone's playing Barcelona on FIFA and someone's gone with... Aberdeen. Yeah. And it's just like, well, go you, on then. You're going to say Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no. Hi, Simon. West Ham are a mess. They're, like I, I put them as my flop of the year, but I just think they're gonna. I think is it just a bad game though? Away from no. you know, away from home. And- Pellegrini doesn't know what he's doing. Like I don't think he knows how to manage the team that is West Ham. They bought like Jack Wilshere's a sick note. Philippe Anderson is great, but he's inconsistent as all hell. And Altovich is stroppy as all hell. Like this is the thing. I think that when when clubs have a transfer window like West Ham and enjoy it, and it's been great yeah. to be a West Ham fan for the last couple of months, last six weeks maybe. Yeah. It's been super exciting. You've been like, oh my god, everything's changing. This is great. Well, they splat that's, everywhere that's all the over the world. Of winning something, yeah. <laughs> you're yes. like, we won the transfer window. Yeah. Then the first game kicks off, and you goes, "Oh, we've got to play football now." Yeah, and, and I, I, I've lived it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I lived it last year, and it's horrible yeah. because you, you, all of this, this hope you, in the first ten games of the season just just dissipates, and then you get panic, and then you get players who are new to a club, new to a style, a manager who's managed in the Premier League, but with exceptional players who can do what you tell them. Yeah. You, I mean, um. What's his name? The English bloke who plays in midfield for West Ham. Mark Noble. Mark Noble. He's not going to adapt, is he? No. He's, he's played for West Ham his whole life. Yeah. He's not going to adapt to the Pellegrino yeah. way. Yeah. Pellegrini <laughs> way, the water boy. No. It's, it's not going to happen. And and they've got some. They've got another few transfer windows worth of work to do. 
to build a team that will respond to the way he manages. But I don't think he'll have the chance to do it. I can see him gone. I, but I think you might be a bit harsh though. Here, I'm not gonna say West Ham are brilliant or yeah. anything, but I think we'll see Liverpool do that to quite a few teams this year. They did it to Man City last year. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's a bit early to write them off. I think this weekend will be really interesting when they are at home, yeah. which hasn't been good and for them in the new Bournemouth. stadium, against Bournemouth, who I think are crap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so the, and the onus will be much more on West Ham to come out and play. No one expect them to beat the Liverpool. They've got to so beat this, this is yeah. the test for them, this it game. It is the test, right. And I agree, but if I was coaching West Ham against Liverpool, the one thing, first thing I wouldn't do... Is go oh we'll push up really Stay high, high line that will do them they won't know what to do yeah for this really quick team like it made no sense but the old, the old double bluff <laughs> <laughs> well, they, it, it, it does it, seem bizarre I mean, just, just like seems... Mane is probably the fastest player in the league yeah would you say like, ever like, <laughs> like just don't do it yeah. the um Allison so their goalkeeper yeah. completed more passes than eight outfield players including Jack Wiltshire. Wow, that's amazing. That's a what a statistic. That's incredible. And um, the other thing I'd like to touch on with Liverpool is. Nabi Keita? Yeah. Your How show good is for, for Player of the Year. Um, I'm excited about him. He's in, and People are comparing him to Stevie G because he's got. After a game. Because he's yeah. got Stevie G's number. But he's a different player. And what I like about him, and I think you said he might have actually said this, is that like, he can do everything. And mm. to have a box to box player, but that can also dribble. And you know, go go past a man is, but he can also, is pre- he can, pretty exciting. He can also right? tackle like Kante. Yeah, he like he's he he's got it. He reminds me of Kante, and in, in his energy wise, but Kante who can also play. Do you know? Um, I think he's a cross between Kante and Yaya Toure. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's a very similar kind. He of can spot. do everything Yaya Toure can going forward, but quicker. Yeah, and he can do everything Kante can going back. But, and maybe I think he's more of a dribbler than yeah. Yaya Toure. Like you know, Yaya Toure used to glide past players, but he wouldn't necessarily you know beat them with, with a jink yeah. or something. Whereas yeah. I think Kaita can do. Like he played Kaita. Kaita played in his. Why does um, Roger do it? Why does he say funny names? Played like in that? his. <laughs> played in in what this we from what we um, imagined his role will be in the yeah. center of the park. But then he also went and played like left left midfield. And, like watching the highlights, every time Liverpool attacked, Kaita was in the box. Is it Kater or Kaita? I don't know. Did you just K- say that because Roger Kater. said that? Kater, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, then stop it. Yeah. But I, you know what? I think after one game, yes, it's early, but I think there is no doubt that he will add something to yeah. Liverpool this year and I know we talked about it being annoying with the two horse race at the start of the pod but after a week uh, small sample size I think Liverpool and Man City do look a bit better than everyone else and talking of Liverpool go- and going on to next week's games Liverpool play Palace away and I think that'll actually be a really interesting danger game danger game because mm. Palace will not defend with a high line <laughs> <laughs> Roy Hodgson's got a brain. He and, it, and it's also a small pitch, Selhurst Park. Yeah. So, so they don't have much space. squeeze up yeah. all the space. So do, I, do you know what I would say about this game? I would sum it up and say that I would not go near betting on this game. It's no. just, it's too, like, you wouldn't You can see Palace getting a point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can also see Liverpool beating them 6 0. Yeah. Because it could just all go uh, tits up, really. Um, any games that anyone's looking out for next weekend? Chelsea Arsenal. Chelsea Arsenal is the big one, I think. On Chelsea, can we talk about my what's his first name? Sari. Sari. Um, yeah, no, what's his first name? Barry. Michael. Barry. <laughs> Barry Sari. Michael. Michael. Sari, the new Chelsea coach. Yeah. Um, no, Maurizio. That, is it? Maurizio Sari. Yeah. Um, his outfit, which I put a picture of on the running order. Is one of the greatest things I've seen on a football. It field. looks like something you would wear. He does actually look a little bit like you. Well, he's my dream. Like, <laughs> he's the future. He's fifty-nine, bold, overweight. Um, he trained as an accountant or a banker. Smokes was, eighty fags a day. Smokes eighty fags a day, but he's not allowed to smoke in the stadium, so he chews fag. But they've given him a zone for for training. They've given him a little smoking area that's, really? that's not in the cover. They've have, just painted blue. Have you ever chewed? 
Are no. you, so I was trying to understand this. Sorry, every, choose fag butts. Yes, so, during so, the game. Yeah. Everyone's been talking about it, but it's not like the filter. It's like a fag that he smoked. And so it's got the all the nicotine in it. Fuck off. That is so horrible. But for the whole game. It's proper like homeless man What about some nicotine gum? Like, yeah. get the man some gum. Sure. Oh, I can't like, handle that. Yeah, I know. So, because he's not allowed to smoke in the stadium, he gets an old fag butt, and I presume has a few of them in his pocket. Is, this, is this fake news? Are you slandering no, no, no. him, or is this, this a real. genuine a thing? Yeah. Right there. He's yeah. actually chewing a fag butt. He's chewing a fag butt. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, uh, it's like, I, um, for an, uh, probably a number of years, I smoked uh, prison cigs. People used to call them, but no filters. no filters. So I'd just do a roach, or sometimes not even a roach, just paper and tobacco. Yeah. And the end would quite quickly get all like gooey, gross, gross and yeah. gooey. And you some, just chew sometimes it. it would go in your mouth. And like, it's not nice. I'm like, that is essentially what he's <laughs> chewing for an entire game, non stop. Amazing. And I just love the fact that he gets paid. Five million pounds a year to coach a football team. Um, was chewing on fag, shamming down fag butt. I yeah. watched a bit of this game too. Yeah. Uh, between the Fulham and Palace game, uh, I actually think Huddersfield were the better team for oh, the, okay. for the first half an hour. Apart from the goals. and Chelsea looked a mess. They are like, a mess. They David are. Luiz at centre back is always going to end in disaster, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and it ended up being like very positive they played much better once they'd scored a goal and then Hazard came on and they sort of went up and another level Kante scored that goal in his new like yeah. attacking midfield great role. to see Kante score a goal <laughs> yeah. but even the commentator at one point uh, David Luiz did something poorly and even the commentator went oh and that's why you don't often see David Luiz in a back two <laughs> <laughs> the commentator yeah, like they're yeah. going to be impartial yeah, yeah. they're like oh but I just uh, yeah there's a sort of been fairly positive noises you know in the press after the game and I'm like uh, I I really like Huddersfield troubled them like that and Huddersfield aren't good this year and I, but at the same time they won 3 now I suppose Sorry at Napoli lost his first five games in a row did. and just lost them all and it takes a while for his methods and his smoking to take effect um, but so. I, I also think Hazard not going for them is massive because now he's got a manager that likes to play attacking football and Hazard was Player of the Premier League, he is he he is one of the best players in the league. Yeah. And he had a good World Cup, and now he's got a manager who I think he'll enjoy playing for. Mm. So if they keep him, I think you know they'll they'll be decent just just on the back of Hazard. You see, William said that he would um William William you know William yeah. <laughs> my dog yeah William yeah. William William <laughs> uh, William said that he wouldn't uh, he goes if 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 Conte would still be there he would have gone. Oh, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So I, they weren't friends. Yeah. But yeah, I, um, <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of the Chelsea-Arsenal. Arsenal were big odds, and I've got a feeling that... Um, Arsenal have Arsenal got a lot to work out, though, haven't they? But they weren't as bad as people said against Man City no. either. But and everyone's crap against Man City because they're Man City. I got a feeling there'll be goals in it. Did you see, though... But don't you wish he scored then? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, a little bit of me was like, oh, go on, Peter, have another go. <laughs> it's like you pressed the wrong button on yeah. FIFA. <laughs> but I did feel a little bit sorry. So obviously Arsenal have decided that they're going to play passing out from the back. and They just don't know what to do. Yeah, And he's Emery, never been that keeper, though. Yeah, like, Emery been... said to him, like, oh, you've got to play the ball out and stuff. So he's tried it, but he just, he looked like a nervous old man. He, like, mm, yeah. I felt a little sorry for him. I was just like, Oh no, it's all going right. Don't then do why it. make him do it? But well, then afterwards, he's just a shot stopper. So yeah. why make him do that? He's well, old; he doesn't uh, need to. When, and when he was at Chelsea, his best asset was like he would always be like an eight out of ten. Yeah, like solid, like yeah. uh, pretty good at coming for crosses. Good shot stopper. Fairly good command of his box. Distribution wasn't that great. I'm like, just let him focus on the things he's good at. Yeah. Don't let him try and, you know, it's because it's fashionable to have a keeper that can play. It doesn't mean we all need to have one. Yeah, and it doesn't mean you try and convert old keepers to do it when you... you... But it was brilliant. It's worth a watch just to, yeah. I, so I, uh, I did press the but, rewind So I button. watched Chelsea in the Charity Shield and I watched them last week and I think they're a mess too. Yeah. I think Arsenal have got a really good chance in this game because, don't get me wrong, Arsenal were not what am I going to say Arsenal are a mess too but they're, but they're, they're not as much of a mess yeah, as Chelsea okay. I, I think that the, what Emery is trying to do in that Arsenal side is not as outrageously different 
as what Sarri is trying yeah, to do with the Chelsea yeah. side. And I think that the Chelsea players look a bit more confused than the Arsenal players do. I think, and I think it's going to be—it's a race for the bottom in those two sides yeah. at the moment. Not of the, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a chaotic che- I think time to four, meet each other. Four fifty or something to win. Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah. yeah. There's th- when their front four players play well. Arsenal have got that game in the oh, back. Yeah. It's just whether they can organise themselves at the back. And I, but I don't think Chelsea have got that coherence up front. I actually don't think Jorginho. Jor- yeah. I I think he's been horrible. Or two games I've watched and he's, he's kept good players out of that side he's going to be brilliant it's going to take him a while to adjust he's one pace. of those players that's um, he's an, Ine- Ine- not it. Yeah, an Iniesta type a Xavi type he plays deep and it's not what English football is built for but if he can sort it out he'll be amazing but he doesn't judge distances as well as play- players that they're not playing like Fabregas yeah. Fabregas can ping a ball over the top and it will land on a bloody shoestring Fabregas too old yeah. But the thing is, for that role, you don't have to be quick. Games but Jorginho, he, he just plays he, it out. Like, at least the few yeah. games I've seen, I don't rate him. It, Obviously, he'll warm up in this game. Yeah, and I know I that by Christmas it might be different. Yeah. But I think right now is the time to play Chelsea. And yeah. I think Arsenal are in a better shape. So, Chelsea-Arsenal, who's going to win? Arsenal. I'm I gonna... actually think Arsenal might... Um, I mean, uh, I'm going to get a score draw. Oh! oh. All right, Mark no, Morrison. No, no, no. Laura would go one all. I'll go two two. <laughs> Controversial. Oh, I think Chelsea are going to win. So boring. I, but no, um, if anything, I'd lean towards Arsenal if you push me. Um, we're running out of time. Is there any other games that you wanted to uh, look Already? at? Next? Yeah, I know. Well, if you turn up late. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, I, I've highlighted Spurs v Fulham um, just because one, it's a London derby. Two, Fulham are paying eleven dollars. Uh, Three. It's at Wembley. It's at Wembley. I just think it could be a great game. I just got yeah. a feeling because they both play attacking good football, um, and it is a London derby, and it's a local derby that they haven't had for years. Um, no wait, is it at Wembley or is it at Fulham? Because Spurs, you know, they've had this disaster with their stadium yeah. with the safety issues. But I thought that they'd already requested before those issues that their first three games yeah. were going to be away. Yeah, it's true. But then they're listed as being no. The th- yeah, they've. Change it so they're going to be playing at Wembley until the fifteenth of October. So any home fixture will be played at Wembley. It's mm. funny that um, their stadium's finished on FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> I've said FIFA three times. In this. The one game I'm looking forward to watching this weekend it's probably gone under the radar. Radar is uh, Leicester Wolves. Yeah, nice. Because I think both Leicester and Wolves looked better than their results yeah. on the opening weekend, and I think that they'll both come out of the traps. Fighting, yeah. I think that's going to be an exciting game of football, and that's on midnight on Saturday night, so it might be a one worth watch. Yeah, I've got a feeling Wolves will be good to watch this yeah. year. And, yeah, and Leicester looked, I say Leicester looked really good against Manchester United, so, so that's, a, that's a game to watch. Um, has anyone got any side stories? I've got a couple uh, if anyone wants to uh, hear them. Go on, Go on then, John. Let's hear a side story. A side story. Um, did you hear about the Rotherham and Ipswich fans this weekend? No. So, you know Barry Chuckle from the Chuckle Brothers? Oh, I did. <laughs> he, so he sadly passed away last week and uh, the Chuckle Brothers... To uh, me, to you. Uh, lifetime Rotherham fans. And so they did a bit of a tribute to him at the ground. But then all the fans, the Rotherham Nipshit fans, started singing to me, to you. So Rotherham would go, to me! Ipswich fans would go, to you! And the oh, whole stadium good. did it. I thought that was just the best thing ever. Yeah. So for those in Australia who don't know the Chuckle Brothers, they were two... Men with moustaches. <laughs> I, I, I believe you. You may have cast some uh, aspersion their their way before. What from the Chuckle Brothers? No, yeah. Surely you you can describe the Chuckle Brothers now. But I think they deserve a obituary of some kind. No, no, no. I I agree. Barry. But I, I think you might have tarnished them with the uh, Jimmy Savile brush historically. I was going to get there. They, <laughs> they are. They are. Traditionally, a bit Jimmy Savile, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Children's entertainers from the eighties. Yeah, they were they were they were right 80s. up there with oh, you know so hospital visits and orphanages. Yeah, yeah. They, they they loved a good cancer <laughs> ward. <laughs> but none of this is substantiated. No, <laughs> to me. To you. <laughs> Did they have some? Fu- they had a funny car, pedal car they used to drive yes. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Google, uh, Google the Chuckle uh, Brothers uh, and just watch an episode, and everything will be Barry and Paul. Yeah. It's like like Mr. Bean, but two of them. Yes. 
Um, my other side story. <laughs> but that, that, that was a nice story. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Jeff, Jeff brought the tone <laughs> down a bit. <laughs> my other story was Marcelo Bielsa at Leeds. He's the new Leeds coach. Um, he's doing a marvellous job. He's doing amazing. Yeah. So Bielsa is Guardiola's hero. And yeah. Diogo Simeone says he's the best coach he's ever worked with. Um, it, somehow he's at Leeds. How did that happen? Leeds uh, he's got loads of money or something? or what's it? They've got enough money and... He's a proper nut job. Like, it won't last forever. He was in France and it went badly. Yeah, and he's brilliant at his job, but he's, like, he has a bed in his office at Leeds and he doesn't go home, he doesn't sleep. Um, He was interviewed last week about um, a team he's playing against the week next week and he listed off stats from every single game they played in the championship last year. He watches like so much football and he knows everything researches inside and out um, and Leeds are playing brilliantly right now but they're going to get exhausted at some point but right now if you can see a Leeds game on being sport watch it I would love it if they got promoted oh, I'd be so it's good a bit it's like been watching, 15 um, years since yeah. they got relegated from the Premier League yeah. really yeah, yeah 15 years how old do we feel yeah, yeah. I still yeah. think of uh, Tony Yeboa <laughs> I still bloody love those Tony Yeboa goals still remember when um, Harry Kuehl was up front for like yeah. they were amazing the Duker yeah. and Rio Ferdinand and... but they, they, they look very much like a Liverpool like yes. a fre- frenzied sort of forward press and yeah. uh, they won again in the um, Carabao Cup yeah. in the week do I put a cheeky uh, 10 bucks on them at the start of the year to get promoted to get promoted $9 Ooh, speaking of Cheeky money. Is it time for end feature? End feature. Have you got a new uh, song for us? I do. Are you ready? Yeah, go on. It's the same. That goes up. No, it's exactly the same. I can see that your time in India was well spent. (laughs) It goes up. I was doing that on a sitar. I was going to say. I was going to say, did you get to play a sitar while you there? No. 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 So end feature is where each week we put ten dollars on a bet coming up from the games coming up. Last week, um, I put $10 on Burnley beating Southampton and lost because it was 0-0. Nil-nil. nil-nil. Jeff put 10 bucks on Arsenal beating Man City. What a fucking idiot I was. That was a dumb bet. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I liked to go when John nil. told me. I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I had a little chuckle about that one. Rog put $10 on Chelsea to win and there being over 2.5 goals in Liverpool v West Ham. So Rog won. What did you win, Rog? Hooray. So 20 Rog- bucks. So Roger's on twenty-two dollars. Okay. It's a long season, Roger. It is a long season. So there's time for us all to catch up. It's a marathon. Um, but just for everyone listening at home, if you had followed us last season, you would have made money. So it's worth doing. Doubled your money. Doubled your money. Um, Jeff, what are you going for? Uh, it's a two-leg bet. We've got a rule this year on the shed that you can only have two legs because yeah. I got so fed up Boom. of listening to Rog reel off 13 <laughs> legs of fucking nonsense that really no one cared about. Yeah. That lost us listeners yeah. and sponsorship. <laughs> Just saying, Rog. Yeah. Rog it's all on your head. Um, so I've gone for Everton to beat Southampton and I've gone for there to be over two and a half goals in the Leicester Wolves game. Uh, so Everton to beat Southampton and over two and a half in Leicester Wolves. Okay, what's that paying? It is paying, I can't see, uh, $3.60. Nice, solid. Everton are over the odds. I think Southampton are crap. Yeah, I looked at that Everton game and went, but then I also went, don't ever bet on Everton because it's Everton. Well, yeah, last year actually Everton were in my don't bet on Everton, but I've bet yeah, on but, Everton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big, big Sam was there. You don't bet on true. Big Sam. What's your bet, Rog? Uh, I've bet on Everton, but I've also bet that they'll they'll be over one and a half goals in the game. In the same game. Yep. So Everton to beat Southampton, and there be more than one and a half goals. And so when we've got only two legs, you've decided to add legs to your single bet, so you can squeeze in more legs. Maybe. <laughs> uh, and another one that I think is paying overs is Burnley to beat Watford. Now, I know Burnley are playing tomorrow morning very early against uh, the Turkish side. Yeah. Um, Burnley dominated Southampton away yeah. last week. So I'm basically basing my bet on the fact that Southampton are crap and yeah. Burnley are quite good yeah. and I don't think Watford are very good either and they won 2-0 the weekend yeah but I don't think Watford are very good and uh, that's paying 2.37 so all up it's paying 5.68 uh, nice it's a good bet solid I, um, bet good I've actually my bet is on the Watford Burnley game as well um, but I'm actually betting on Andre Gray to score a goal for Watford when was the last time he scored a goal 
about ten months ago. <laughs> and he's playing up front with they're playing two up top, aren't they? They're playing two up front. <laughs> he played very well in preseason and played very well at the weekend. Um, and he's playing against his former team. Deeney. Deeney. He's in, playing up front uh, with Deeney for Watford. Oh. But he's playing against his former team. Um, home so or away, sorry? He's at home. He's at home. Do you feel a bit like this is one of John's bets? This like is like that they Nigerian bloody plane travel. <laughs> there was one time I bet on a team and he got stuck on a plane. But, no, yeah, against your old team, there's logic in there. Yeah, right. so um, yeah. Andre Gray and he's playing 375. Because uh, I looked at the games this weekend the only one that I saw value in was the Everton Southampton game. Mm. Like a lot of them, I was just like, oh, and he didn't want to bet on that. No, no, because I knew Jeff would, <laughs> <laughs> and you have as well. Um, but that is the football shed for this week. Has anyone got anything to add before we go? No, thanks for listening. It's thanks, been great. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, leave us a real view. I can't say review. Review on iTunes. A real um, view. Review. A real, real view. A real view. Real view. Search uh, Football Shed on Facebook and stuff. Talk to us and we'll be back next week. Did you know that um, JJ Akocha is Awobi's uncle? Alex Awobi? Yeah. No. no. Good fact. Good, well, well, I saw an interview with Awobi and JJ Akocha was just sitting there. He's his uncle. He um, And the reason why Awobi plays for Nigeria... Yeah. Is because he went on holiday with his uncle JJ Okocha yeah. to Nigeria, and everyone fucking loves JJ Okocha. Yeah. Like swarms yeah. on him, thinks he's, yeah. he's a legend. Yeah. And he said, JJ Okocha said to Awobi, he goes, "This could be you." <laughs> so he chose Nigeria instead of England, so that he could go back and give back to to his his roots in it. Wow. Well, that's I love I love JJ Okocha. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, he's so good. They named him twice. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye!